بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين اللهم صل على محمد وعلى آل محمد وبارك وسلم السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته so I'll be honest I'm looking at your faces and I can see you're tired or maybe it's my own reflection on your faces it's been a long day walhamdulillah a lot of benefit and for me at least the past two talks on liberalism and on gender segregation were very in intense so I want to make this one bit more relaxed obviously we're talking about weed so relax is the mood that we want for this one of the brothers asked about how a Muslim man should look and I remembered a story and I know there's a couple other ER doctors here so that I know they've probably had a similar situation that one time I was taking care of this patient he's on the stretcher he's passed out completely he was on a coke binge and inshallah most of you have no idea what that is but essentially what you do is you just do coke cocaine for days you don't eat, you don't sleep, you don't drink, literally, you don't do any of that. You just keep doing it over and over again until your body reaches a point of exhaustion, dehydration, you just collapse. Somebody finds you unconscious, they bring you to the emergency department and, and there you are. So I remember this guy, he's, a, he's passed out on the stretcher, the story I got, he was on a coke binge, he's dehydrated, he's barely wake him up. So I go up to him, and I do a rub, wake him, try to wake him up really hard. His eyes are closed, I rub, he makes a face, he opens one eye. Assalamu alaikum, brother. <laughs> it reminds me, because this is what happens. And I know most of us have the same experience when we walk through the mall. We might walk by somebody, outwardly they don't look Muslim, but they recognize us. And they say, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah. And we have that connection right away. On the topic of liberalism from yesterday, one other thing to highlight for us is that for a liberal, there is no morality outside of that doctrine. So something is good if it's legal, and something is bad if it's illegal. So you asked somebody 20 years ago, is marijuana good or bad? They would say it's bad. It's a gateway drug. And it was vilified completely. It was illegal. Alcohol, legal. Your friends, your co-workers will get hammered over the weekend, come and laugh about it on Monday. But really, alcohol is a much worse drug than marijuana. It causes way more morbidity and mortality in this country than marijuana does. But that doesn't mean marijuana is okay either. And one thing we, we have to realize is just because it's becoming accepted and it's not illegal anymore, that it doesn't mean it's good either. Alcohol is very legal. It doesn't mean it's good. We get our morality from our deen. So even if something is legal, we will understand it to be harmful. And like I said, I wanted to keep this sort of loose and relaxed. So we'll talk mostly about marijuana. The other things sort of come along with it as well. So marijuana has become very popular. In fact, I was wondering on my drive up here, how popular is it in Chicago? And I was, as I was going on, I think, 294 with all the billboards? Every other billboard was something about marijuana. 
Either it was selling it or it was saying how it was bad. And so I knew right from there that there's a problem here. It's too available and the community has started to realize that there's a problem with it. The same thing in New Jersey as well. All the ERs we know, somebody takes a little gummy and they come and they completely off the wall in our, in our emergency department. Women, respectable, hold down jobs, make a lot of money, and they're in the corner crying because somebody gave them a little edible to eat. Kids, they saw a gummy. They thought it was candy. They took it from their mother. They ate it. And now they're flipping out, toxic from it. This is becoming much more common. And so what I want to bring to our attention is just because it's available and legal doesn't mean it's good from our perspective. Tonight, what I'd like to do is just share to you, with you some of the history of Islam and marijuana. It used to be called hashish. This is how the Muslim world knew it. So we'll just go through some quotes. Ibn Taymiyyah, he mentioned that the four Imams, meaning Imam Abu Hanifa, Imam Malik, Imam Shafi, Imam Ahmed, and others from the ulama of the Salaf, did not speak about hashish because it was not present in their times. It didn't come into the Muslim world yet. It originates in like India subcontinent, I believe Central America, South America as well, as sort of the, the native place for the plant, for cannabis. So it wasn't there in the beginning. The Salaf had no idea what this was. It didn't come to the land. It only became prevalent near the end of the 6th century and the beginning of the 7th century during the time of the Tartars. In fact, the first people to actually use it was the Ismaili sect. What they would do, goofy Sufis, <laughs> is they would get high and think that they were achieving some sort of ma'rifah from marijuana. And so what they noticed is that all these Ismaili Batanis, they're sitting in the corners, just stoned out of their mind, achieving some sort of what they thought was a spiritual experience. But the deen has never called for this amazing thing about our deen. There are three sources of knowledge, right? The, the students of deen, students of ilm will know, asbab al-ilm. Right? The first one is your hawas, your five senses. The second one, I'll mention it last. The second one is akhbar, is hearing something. And the last one is your aql, your intellect. Everything you know from A to Z, inside Islam and outside of Islam, you know from one of these three ways. Everything that you have knowledge of. Hawas, your five senses, we share that with all the animals. Some of them are even better, right? The eyesight of an eagle is far better than ours. The hearing of a cat, much better than ours. So on that, they surpass us. Akhbar, passing on information, giving events, news. Animals do that as well. They communicate. They have different ways. They have different languages, but they communicate. But the aql, this is the one thing that we have. This is the one thing that allows us to understand Allah to recognize Him, to connect with Him. So for a believer, this is what makes us distinct. Even separates us from the rest of humanity. 
we are believers, we are beloved by Allah because of this aql that he gave us, this intellect that he gave us that allows us to recognize him, have ma'rifah of him, and obey him. So then the question becomes, as a Muslim, as a mu'min, as somebody who wants to connect with Allah, who wants to speak to Allah, why would you do anything that would corrupt that intellect? Why would you do anything that lessens it? You're removing what it is that makes you. You're removing what it is that makes you great on purpose? You know, it's one thing to get old and get demented. It's an entire thing to make, entirely different thing to make yourself into that. Initially, so it was the Batani, it was the, uh, the Ismailis who started doing it. The Tartars, they caught on to this. They noticed that this pe- these people who are smoking marijuana, who are doing hashish, they're completely incapacitated. So the Tartars started coming into the Muslim world, fighting, battling, and Muslims, Muslims are people of intellect, Muslims are people of power, Muslims are mujahideen. It's not easy. Look at Afghanistan. How much trouble they gave. It's not easy. So they found that if we start spreading a little bit of hashish among these people, they lose the drive to fight. They become easy. Imam Zarkashi al-Shafi'i, he wrote an entire text on marijuana, on hashish. It was the worst of what would enter the non-Arab lands when the Tartars would overpower its people. Then it came to Baghdad, the evil that has come to its people is well known. After them, after the Tartars, the Crusaders started doing this. When they would come to the Muslim world, they would bring it with them and they would spread it. They would give it out to the people. These Muslims give us a really hard time. Let's just spread this among them. Takes care of their intellect, takes care of their fighting. We're done. It's easy. We'll go right over them. So our ulama started noticing this. For example, uh, Ibn Hajar al-Haytami, he wrote out a whole list of 120 different harms that come about from hashish. Harms in the dunya, harms in the deen as well. The ulama started to notice this. Imam Asad ibn Amr is one of the students of Imam Abu Hanifa, rahimahullah. He said, it was permissible in the beginning, it was mubah. Once its harms became widespread, its trials covered the lands, and stupidity overcame the intelligence because of its consumption. Then all the imams in ruled it to be impermissible. Thus they ruled as Imam al-Muzani ruled in it. They decreed its destruction by burning, meaning wherever it was, burn it, punishing the one who sold it, and making its consumption difficult. So now the fatwa of both juristic schools, meaning the Hanafis and the Shafi'is, is upon its impermissibility, such that it has been said, whoever says it is permissible is an innovating heretic, a zindiq. Every madrasa I've been to has a discussion within the madrasa walls about how bad is it really? It can't be haram. It just relaxes you. My friend does it. He says his intellect is still intact. 
never ask a person who does drugs what his intellect is on while he's doing the drugs. In fact, there's a re really interesting study. They took a bunch of pilots and they gave them, they had them smoke marijuana to see how they could fly a plane. Don't worry, they didn't put them on a plane. They put them in a flight simulator. And they had them smoke and then they had them fly that simulator without being high. And the difference was remarkable. But that wasn't what was surprising. The surprising part was they would ask them while they were high, how did you fly? And they said, perfect. Meanwhile, the simulator is going this way and that way. You can't rely upon the people that do this drug to tell you whether or not it has an effect upon them. This is well known. Very quickly, I said I wanted to keep it light, but you know, part of the reason why it's impermissible is because our scholars realize the harms of it. But also, there's still the medical harms of it. It's not as bad as other drugs. That, that's accepted. But it's not good either. And as I mentioned, one strong reason is a believer doesn't decrease his intellect on purpose. I'll read this very quickly, you hear, you hear, just so you hear the buzzwords. Acute mental and physical adverse effects known today include impaired, meaning adverse effects of marijuana, impaired short-term memory, impaired motor coordination, altered judgment, disorientation, paranoia, and psychosis. I've seen all of these. Higher doses may cause lethargy, elevated heart rate, dizziness, agitation, confusion, vomiting, hallucinations, and delusions. I feel like one of those drug commercials. <laughs> at the very end <laughs> where they tell you all the side effects long-term long or heavy use has been associated with addiction altered brain development poor educational outcomes cognitive impairment diminished life satisfaction and achievement chronic bronchitis and risk of chronic psychosis uh, disorders I was teaching a group of uh, students once uh, maktab and uh, there were two of them that smoked weed and they, would, they asked me one day, is it okay? And I said, no, no, it's not okay. And I said, I can tell by your faces that there's a couple of you that smoke weed. They were like, no, you can't. I'm like, yes, I can. They thought it was some sort of kashf that was happening to me. And that somehow in my tasawwuf, in my I was able to tell who the smoker was. But the fact is, when a person does it long-term, it has an effect on their face and on their men mental and their thinking. And people who are used to seeing these people, they'll pick it out. They're slower in their thinking. Their eyes are glazed over. There's different signs. Once you see it, you recognize it. The spiritual harms. This comes from what our ulama had noticed throughout the centuries. From a spiritual perspective, ulama have listed many negative effects, such as laziness, cowardice, depravity, and submissiveness. They noted that the consumer of marijuana loses contentment, the ability to speak well, his honor among the people, muru'ah, chivalry, futuwa, and takes on many other harms. He is distanced from the sunnah, kept from jannah, and promised the curse of Allah. Again, this is written small, but I'll read it to you. From the spiritual perspective, ulama have listed many negative effects such as laziness, cowardice. Actually, some of this is repeated. What I really want to mention was the part of Imam al-Zarqashi's statement. He said, The worst of its ills is that its consumer is unable to seek repentance due to its effects on his temperament. I mentioned this earlier, right? When someone does something wrong, 
the believer he turns in istighfar to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala the one who is relaxed by drugs he doesn't do this he misses out you will see that his people are the most misguided the most removed from the straight path the closest to the dunya the most foolish of daydreamers and the most corrupt in their spending how excellent is the saying and he mentions a poem that I translated from Arabic say to the one who ignorantly consumes hashish O vile one, you have lived the worst of lives. The intellect's value is a priceless pearl, so why, O fool, have you sold it for some hashish? You sold your intellect for a little bit of grass? Again, I had mentioned I wanted to make this short. The shari'i ruling. There's five different situations when it comes to drugs like marijuana. Notice that the first three are impermissible. The first three are impermissible. And this is taken from our ulama. I mean, obviously, I'm not a mufti. I'm not passing these on my own. This is from our heritage. Number one, the amount that intoxicates, meaning intoxicates like khamr, like alcohol, is categorically prohibited, is haram. If you take the amount that causes harm, but it does not intoxicate. It too is impermissible. Why? Because the harm might be in the lungs, the harm might be in the other things that I have mentioned with the memory and, and everything. Suppose you don't even take that much. The amount, that, the amount which neither harms nor intoxicates, but resembles the sinful, prevents the remembrance of Allah, and is an act of frivolous distraction, is too impermissible. So during those moments when you are high, when you're smoking marijuana, and you don't even remember Allah in that moment, it makes you forget Allah. In those moments when you resemble the fusaq of this country, right? marijuana is still the habit of people that we consider to be useless. Marijuana is still the habit of people who have nothing better to do. And I say this, you know what, I actually had written an article, I'll give you the link at the end. But I had actually written the article when it had come to my attention that there were some students of deen that were smoking marijuana. And it really upset me. Allah has given you such a great gift. He has given you His kalam. He has given you the speech of His Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam. He's put it into your heart. He's given you the wisdom and the heritage of His ummah. And you gave it away? For what? So you could laugh like a fool for a few minutes? So you could experience some things? So you could forget? So you could resemble the people who aren't believers, who haven't the same gifts that Allah has given you? So even this amount, where it doesn't cause any harm, but it makes you resemble the fusaq, the sinners, impermissible. Then four and five have to do with exceptional situations. That which is used for a permissible purpose like medication. Meaning, a doctor said, this will benefit you, here's a prescription. It, without intoxication or outweighing harm, then that is permissible. That which is used in a severe need, a threat to a life or limb, and it intoxicates at that amount, because it's a life need, that is permissible. The other three are not. So if a person says, I'm not drunk, Say, it's still impermissible. If a person says that I still have my senses, still impermissible. Unless you have a need for it. And that's a different scenario.
So this, these rulings apply to THC. This is just sort of the summary that I pulled out of the article. It applies to THC-containing preparations. So you may have heard the term CBD. CBD is non-intoxicating. It comes from the same plant. That's fine. It doesn't work, but that's fine. You can, it comes in forms of creams and other things that you can use. Those are thawher, those are pure. You can put those on if you need to. But smoking it, the effects of that, that is which is impermissible. So the above rulings apply to THC, including marijuana, hashish, all other preparations that are smoked, vaporized, ingested, and internalized in any way. So this also includes vaping. And under the ruling that I had mentioned above here, where there is harm, we're also going to include things like smoking cigarettes, because long-term there's harm. We're also going to include hookah. Hookah is among the worst habits of the Muslim world. And of course, we had to bring it to this country where people go and they spend hours wasting their time. I'll finish with this. They had told me if I finished early, we get to do dhikr. And there's nothing better. I'll be honest. Like, there's nothing I can tell you tonight that you probably don't already know. It's not permissible. Stay away from it. Even if you have convinced yourself, as I told you, you can't really trust yourself, but if you've convinced yourself that there's no harm in it, it's still a waste of your time. You're better than that. As Muslims, you're better than that. Mawlana Ashraf Ali Thani, rahimullah, who needs no introduction, he wrote harshly about smoking and smokers. He said, and the senses are clouded by it, and they resemble the people of fire in that smoke exits their mouths and noses, meaning they resemble the people of Jahannam. Even smoke and fire themselves are tools of punishment in Jahannam. They mixed, with, they mixed with smoke and fire in this dunya and became habituated to it. The people of Jahannam, listen to his words, the people of Jahannam will have no choice but to breathe in smoke and fire and breathe it out in Jahannam. And these people? They're taking on the hilya, they're taking on the characteristics, the, the, the habits the adat of the people of Jahannam here? It is known from the statements of the people of Kashf and True Dreams that its smokers do not enter the blessed company of the Prophet ﷺ. And some have seen them being punished in death. May Allah give us refuge from it. It's a very powerful message. Do we really want to be among, do we really want to imitate the people of Jahannam in this dunya? Forget the harms. Forget all the other things that I mentioned about cigarettes, hookah, and marijuana. All the things that you know. In this dunya, when that smoke is going into you and is coming out of your nose, do you really want to resemble the people of Jahannam? Do you really want to tell Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that this is who I am today? Put me with my company in the hereafter? No, we want to resemble the people of Jannah. The people of Jannah will be remembering Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The people of Jannah will be enjoying themselves with that which Allah has given them. We went to resemble them in this dunya. Let us do adhkar. Let us remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so that inshaAllah Allah sees us in this state here and He says, let me put you in that state there. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give that to us. So 
This is the website. I know the QR code didn't work the last time for the other article that I put up. It's muslimmed.org. You'll see there's a lengthy article there that goes into much more depth and detail for what I had written. For the ones who are students of deen, there's a lot of dala'il there, much more than I, anything. I didn't really give you anything here. But there's much more dala'il there. So next time you have your late night discussions about marijuana, inshallah, you can pull this up and you can discuss it. If you have any questions, you can contact me. So with that, inshallah, I'll ask the administration. Let's remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Wa akhir da'wana. Alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. Jazakumullahu khair. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah.